Taking back your power. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Alex Lavere. Growing up, she saw how most of the adults in her life hated their jobs. She recognized that in order to give herself a happy adult life, she needed to pick a profession that she enjoyed. So much of our lives are spent going to work, and she did not want to become another miserable adult who hated their job. Hair had always been a passion of hers. She played a lot of sports growing up and was always the team braider. She would practice new braids and styles and techniques on her friends when they would come over for sleepovers. Her sophomore year of high school, she realized she didn't want to go to traditional four-year college and was able to get a head start of her potential hair career at a school she attended in high school. With much shock to her family, she pursued her dream and fell deeper in love with hair and her career, making people feel beautiful. She feels so grateful that she knew what she wanted to do so early on and that she is in the place of her career she dreamed of. She's now her own boss and has her own company, Hair by Alex Ray. It's located inside the Mary Lucy Hair Studio in Bedford, New Hampshire. She couldn't be more grateful to have a career that she loves so much and to be living out her dreams from when she first decided she wanted to do hair at 16 years old. She's proud to be the 22-year-old self that she currently is. She's always looking to grow and improve and crave she craves growth. That's why she loves working with Stephanie at Safety and Freedom. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Intimacy Truth Podcast where we have Alex who owns Hair by Alex talking with us today about taking your power back. So thank you for being here, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be having this conversation. You are very welcome. And I know, obviously, because we have a lot of conversations, but I'm curious, and for everyone else to know, where did your journey start when it comes to taking back your power? So my journey started back in high school. Um, I mean, I've always been super hard-headed and... um, (laughs) ever since I was little, but mostly my journey starts back in high school. Um, when I realized that I didn't want to go down the quote unquote traditional path of going to college, like everyone else tells you to do. And my own family told me to do that. And I realized that I wanted to have a job and a career that I loved. And I didn't want to wake up every day being one of the miserable adults that hated going to work because you spend so much of your time going to work in your adult Mm -hmm. life. So I was lucky enough to find what I wanted to do, which is hair so early on in my, my life. And I got a head start on that at MST in Manchester. And that was when I really started like putting my foot down and no, like, saying like, no, this is how I'm going to live my life. And like, not like, I appreciate your consideration and your opinion, but I'm going to do what's best for me. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other um, like family stuff 
challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And just really finding my voice. Cause I, I, it's always been there, but well, like freeing myself to allow myself to speak up and not feel bad about it and mm-hmm. that I deserve the respect and grace that I showed others. So for sure. Recently, I think it was us that we were talking about, um, how safety in freedom actually, no, it wasn't even something else, but you know, when we find that safety in our freedom, we're finding that safety from fear, from shame, from guilt, from blame, and in your process of taking your power back, that's exactly what you were removing from your life is that fear and that blame and that guilt and that shame. Yeah. So, uh, during your experience in high school and thereafter, what were some of the things that you experienced when it came to that fear or that blame or that guilt that you were feeling that you were, you were like putting an end to? So a lot of the biggest challenge that I would say I've been through in my life is my relationship with my family, my immediate family and my ex- a little bit of extended family. Mm. The hair portion of it really wasn't that hard in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, sort my- of. There could be like the learning how to work with clients and stuff. That well, yeah, like deciding I was going to go into hair really wasn't that oh, hard. Okay. I was yeah. like, I know I'm going to I know I'm going to do this yeah. and I don't need anyone's permission. I'm going to just go for it. Right. <laughs> um, but my challenges with my family was by far the most challenging thing I've been through in my life. And I had a lot of fear of losing that, what society and everyone tells you is like family's everything, family's everything. And my personal experience was the people I think of, when I think of family, I think of people who are loving and are there for you and support Mm -hmm. you. And I didn't, I realized that I hadn't felt that way in a very long time. And it was a very big pill to swallow to look at things the way it, truly was in reality. And I had to make the decision. Do I want to keep partaking in a relationship where I don't feel like I'm being loved and respected and supported just to have what society wants it to look like? Mm. Cause I, I didn't, I felt drained and I felt alone. There was plenty of, I, I come from a big French family and we would have all these huge parties. Um, and when you think of big family, like I would go to family parties and I'd be around all of my cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents. And so those were some of the moments where I felt most alone, honestly, and surrounded in a crowd of people. Um, like I was like crying on the inside, crying for help. And I felt like nobody saw it. So yes, it's definitely hard. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And then, um, was there like a waking up moment that you had where, where you were like, this is not going to be the rest of my life anymore? There were a couple moments. Um, So a lot of the struggles that I've had were a lot with my mom. Um, A lot of the the huge challenges I've been through kind of stem from my mom's drinking um, and kind of the fallout of my parents' marriage and how that affected my mom and how she chose to go about it. Mm. Um, It's not the fact that my parents got divorced. I'm completely um, mature enough to understand that two people can be separated and happier than together and miserable. And I want, they each deserve to be happy and move on. Um, But it was just the, I, I felt like the way that um, things were kind of handled kind of negatively affected myself and my, my younger brother. And a lot of pressure was put on me as the oldest to just figure it out and take care of myself, take care of my brother. And it was a lot to deal with from at age 15. Like that's a lot to get dumped on you. I kind of just felt like I was alone. I would growing up, 
when you're a kid, the grownups in your life tell you if you need something and nobody's around, like go find an adult, ask an adult for help. I did that with my family when like things were really bad with my mom and her behavior was just like out of control. Like she was not treating myself or my brother with the care that we needed. And it was just really hard. And so I went to multiple adults, the adults in my family and was begging them for help, begging for them to listen to me. And that didn't happen. So it was really hard for me to, that was one of the big moments when I had multiple family members, I went to the adults, like asking for help, doing what I was told to do when I was younger. And when I didn't receive that help, I felt so scared and alone and angry. Like I was like, you, I felt like my family let me down and I didn't, I, when I needed them the most. And that was extremely hard to accept. And it's still hard to deal with sometimes, you know? Right. And And also, also, um, just realizing how I felt around certain people. That was when I really started to get in tune with like my body and the way that I felt when I was around certain individuals, whether it's family or not. Um, and I started to get really, really bad anxiety. Um, and I got to the point where I literally had like a paralyzing panic attack one day that I guess that was, if I had to pinpoint one moment, that was probably the moment where I realized that I couldn't fake it anymore just to have my Mm -hmm. family around. Like I physically felt numb and I couldn't move when I was around my mom one day. And that was extremely um, scary because I realized that I couldn't just keep telling myself that everything was fine and I could push through it because my body physically felt in danger and in harm. So I had to listen to my, I had to listen to myself. Like I couldn't numb that anymore, push it away. So I guess that was like the really defining moment where I was like, wow, like I can't live the rest of my life like this. My body was in havoc because of the anxiety and everything. I had to listen to what my body was telling me and protecting me. And so when you made that decision to go off in a different direction, where did you move out? Did you start like, how did, what journey was that part of your journey? Like, so I had already moved out of my house that I grew up in right after graduating. Pretty much. I started hair school at at Michael's in Bedford and a month after I graduated, I started at um, hair school, like hair college. And then I moved out of my house pretty soon around that point. So I'd already taken that step of moving out, which definitely helped um, because I wasn't in the house with my mom as much. But when you're Um, not in the house, then you realize what what you were experiencing and then what you're finally like, whoa. Yeah, like I was kind of able to kind of I feel like I wasn't truly able to heal in the environment. You can't heal in the environment that made you sick and moving out almost like it was like I had to separate myself just to take a breather and be like, what the heck just happened? And what's Mm -hmm. still happening? So it was very hard to kind of process everything that I had been going through and was currently going through. And, um, so I, I, when I made the decision to, I ultimately had to made, made the decision to, um, disconnect and take space from my mom and her side of the family. Um, which I already had moved out at that point. So it was a little bit easier because I wasn't in the house with her, but it was still extremely hard obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you, when you moved out, um, and you started school then, so how long did it take you to graduate from school? So when I started hair school, I graduated from high school in June of 2017. 
July, mid-July of 2017, I started at Michael's and because I got a head start on my hours in high school, I only had to finish about 1200 hours, which in turn ended up around nine months instead of the one year that it usually takes. Wow. So by April of 2018, I was done my schooling and I was working and I was technically a licensed cosmetologist. So that was pretty cool to get. You've been like a boss babe for like since. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you were like, no joke. I'm taking my power back. Okay. Bye well, now. Yeah. And I, yeah. I guess I, when I was younger, I would sit a lot. There was a lot of nights where I'd spent, I was by myself at night and I can vividly remember, um, when my dad had mo- moved out and I was home at living with well, my house, which my mom lived at. And my brother was with my dad and I would wake up. There's many nights where I'd wake up by myself. And I remember being very scared and thinking like, what am I going to do? Like, I really need to get out of this place. And I remember thinking of this time that I'm in right now, where I'm having a career that I love. I have full financial control and I don't depend on anybody for my the things that I want to do in life. And I, yeah. nothing was hanging over. No one was hanging anything over my head to keep me around. Right. And I was, I wanted to be fully in control. And I remember thinking, thinking that this time in my life was so far away back then. And now mm-hmm. that I'm in that space and I'm taking the time to really heal from what I've gone through and what I've been through, like, it's crazy to look back and realize like how far I've come and how like, it's just very, very crazy to look back and think of In like three short emotions. Yeah. I was very unhappy for a long time. So yeah. it's nice to feel safe in my own, create my own safety. Yeah. Yes. Create my own life that I want to live on my terms. So yes. it's really, really awesome. It is really exciting. And being able to talk with you so often. Um, and I, you know, that when we have those conversations, you're in a place where you're like, okay, I know what that felt like, where that, that lack of love and lack of attention, lack of respect, loyalty, care, concern, all of the things that we crave in a healthy attachment with somebody. And then there's now where you're, you're, you're navigating these different relationships in your life. And you're like, okay, there's, this replicates a little bit of this. So I'm not over here. Like this isn't happening. We're talking about this. We're, we're making this shift. Um, and so it's really cool to see how I, am obviously have more details in the background, so I'm, I, I don't want to share your details. I want to make sure that you're sharing the ones that you want to share. Um, but it's really cool to see, to hear your story and know where you came from and then see and know where you are now. So give us a little bit of glimpse into your relationships now and what that looks like for you. So I'm super lucky and I found my soulmate and the person that I want to spend my life with very early on. My fiance, Keegan, um, has, I've been with him for, let's do math, (laughs) 2021 now. So going on seven years in November officially, but this is our eighth summer together. So he's been in my life for quite a while and he has been through a lot of these hardships with me. Um, and he's been super patient and really shown me a lot of love and grace that I've needed to really work through a lot of the things that we just, I shared with you. So I'm really grateful. I have a super awesome, loving, supporting fiance, and we've been able to really just make our life the way that we want it to be. Um, And we have a beautiful house that I'm so excited to have and feel very grateful to have. And we're 
really building like the rest of our life. Mm. <laughs> um, and we're able to, I'm really grateful because we're able to have honest conversations and explain how we feel and really work on each, work on ourselves individually and explain to the other what we need. And he's been very receptive to what I need. And I'm learning how to also be receptive and figure out how to have a healthy relationship going forward as well. Because um, yes. we've been able to grow together. And I think that's so important because you're not going to be the same person forever. And mm-hmm. I've changed a lot since the time I met Keegan. Yeah. So it, I find I knew Keegan was the one for me because he's been able to grow with me through good and bad and be patient. Patience is super important in a healthy relationship. And I'm grateful. <laughs> yes. And one of the things that there's, there's been this, uh, for, for someone like you and your, in your situation growing up, there's this sense of survival need to have food in our bellies, clothes on our back, roof over our head. Right. And then financial freedom, or, or at least the ability to keep ourselves safe financially. And so when we, when we're so focused on staying alive and in creating that, that sense of safety, just to be alive, yeah. um, we, it can kind of diminish our ability to connect. And he's been there through thick yes. and thin with all of that. And, um, with, with your, with now with your um, change in, in your approach to life and you're open and you're, you're enjoying the little freedoms in life now because you feel safe and secure yes. in yourself. You found your freedom within yourself. So then you're giving now that you've found that freedom within yourself, it's giving him the opportunity to also figure out what does that look like for him? And what does that freedom yeah. mean for him? And, and then bonding together in your relationship with that, that sense of safety and freedom within versus needing it from external, like such a exactly. different approach to life. Yeah. I was definitely looking for, um, external validation and a lot. And when you live like that, you're going to be disappointed and right. you're going to feel empty. And I want to feel full and happy and full yeah. of happiness and love and feel supported. So and then it all starts with that. It yeah. starts with them, but then also being able to give that to clients. And that's where I think, uh, you're, you're such a, an amazing asset to somebody's life when they come to you to do, to get their hair done by you. It gives them your, because you are living your freedom and you're, you're finding that safety within yourself and you're not looking to that external validation. Your conversations are very different. The way you carry yourself is very different. So when somebody else comes along who doesn't have that freedom and they're looking for that outside validation, you're the, you're, you're able to give them that opportunity to, uh, to figure out how to validate themselves just by how you carry yourself. So it's really awesome to like, there's, you're not just going to get your hair done when you go to Alex, like you're going to get your hair done and then you're getting that spiritual growth too. So. Oh, I love that. (laughs) You're very welcome. Um, so when it comes to your, 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 your work journey, so you didn't always own hair by Alex. So how did, how did that all start? Yeah, so I graduated from Michael's School of Hair Design in April of 2018, and I had been working at Supercuts throughout my um, schooling because they were the only place that was open on nights and the days that I was not in school, which is usually a Tuesday through Saturday schedule in most hair salons in that industry. So I was able to work that Sunday shift and Mondays as well. So it was super, it was nice to actually have like a job that I could work in that was court and was actually having to do with what I wanted to do. So, um, when I graduated school, it was kind of more of a natural, um, progression to become a stylist there. Um, and then I quickly kind of realized that, 
um, I wanted supercuts. You do a lot of haircuts and it's more of like, go, go, go. And I yeah. was able to kind of get a uh, understanding of what I was looking for in a salon and what I wanted out of this career, because I, what I love about the beauty industry is that you, there's so many opportunities um, and specialties that you can hone in on. And it's just finding that in yourself and figuring out like what you want and then you go, go for it. So yeah, it's really cool. Like one of the things after work, get, getting my hair done, I don't know if anyone can see the color kind of <laughs> with the dark, uh, my hair is dark and the lighting isn't going to really show it. Um, but our and for viewers, if you listeners, if you're like, I want to see, go to uh, YouTube and you'll be able to find us on the intimacy truth podcast. But, um, what I'm realizing with, with, uh, beauty, so to speak, is it's, it's art. It's the opportunity for you to be very art artistic with your body or your, and it's not necessarily permanent stuff. Right. So like, obviously the purple and pink is going to wash out and my, I can do whatever I want to do with it. And even my daughter, she's like into makeup and I'm not, I don't wear makeup. I really prefer like that natural look. And, uh, which I've like not shaming her for liking makeup. She's just always loved that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm totally okay with it, but we're trying to make sure we guide it in the right direction. Like there's this TikTok woman who does this really cool makeup um, where she's very artsy with it and using it to, to um, do, she does like characters on her face and like this really wow. intense stuff. And so we're trying to teach our daughter how to do that too. Um, and so it's interesting how you bring up that fact of like, you've got to find what you crave in beauty so that you yeah. can live your life in alignment. So even though like I knew I wanted to do hair, it hair is such a broad spectrum, like mm -hmm. in the, in what I'm licensed to be able to provide for clients. So like I'm, I could technically do skincare and nails, um, any hair service really, but there's certain services that don't, I like the phrase blondes, um, extensions and color set my soul on fire. Like it makes me excited. It makes me really excited to, um, really showcase my skills. It makes me excited. And I feel like when you're more excited about a service, you're, it shows through your work. So yeah. I really only tried to, I'm really trying to only build a clientele based off the of services that I truly know that I can master. I love doing them. So when you love doing the service, the experience is going to be 10 times better. Cause I'm just as excited, if not more excited than my client to do it. Um, and I feel like that really shows throughout the experience and the end and the results. So it's, it's really, I'm really grateful that I've been able to throughout my journey of my career to figure out along the way, like what what is it that I really want to specialize in and really spend my time doing behind the chair? Which so. is the same thing of like taking your power back. Like it's, it's challenging to just all of a sudden up and abandon, not abandon, but choose to walk away from family or dysfunctional patterns. Right. And then you get into this whole new thing where you feel like, you know, nothing about it. And starting at supercuts is great. No shame to supercuts. Right. Oh, yeah. they're, 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 I learned a lot. I still use a lot of those the right. skills that I learned from there. Exactly. But it's definitely more of like a Walmart option for hair than it is like where you went next, which was probably a little bit more upper scale. And then where you are now, where you're like a booth renter, yeah. you, you actually own your space versus yeah. before you were an employee of an old salon, right? Yeah, I was an employee. So I started at Supercuts. I was there for a, a little under a year. I started as a receptionist, then um, got 
I was an entry level stylist there. And then I, once I realized, okay, I don't really want to just be doing men's cuts all day. I actually really love color. Then I was able to, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to go to a salon up in Pittsfield, New Hampshire, um, that I had a connection with the owner. Um, and I, it was really great. I got to get out of more of the corporate world of hair. Um, but then I realized I'm building my clientele and most of my clientele is in the Hope Sit Manchester area and Pittsfield's just too far. So that was a big learning moment for me. Um, it was more of a stepping stone to, it, it was a stepping stone in my journey to get where I am now. Right. So it was really great. I was able to get out of the, the corporate setting. I was able to really figure out what I wanted in a salon. Um, and being a new stylist, you don't, just because you have the piece of paper that you're licensed, you don't really know, you haven't been, you don't have that. You haven't experience. been an entrepreneur. Yeah. And being you don't a, have stylist, a ton of experience, whether like, you're a employee or a booth renter, you are an entrepreneur at the core. Like you have yeah. to build your clientele. You yes. don't just all of a sudden, poof, like every, you graduate, yeah, everyone everyone's banging out the door. Their hair done. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was really, um, it was like my first step of figuring out like, okay, I got a better understanding of what I'm looking for now. And now I know I, what I'm looking for. And at that time in my career, I needed some, I needed a, a salon that was going to really just help me grow and take me under their wing and kind of be patient with me as I was learning. And the best way to learn is by making mistakes and learning from them. Yeah. So um, I was able to, re I was able to kind of figure out that, okay, this is, it got me out of that corporate world. I'm happy I'm out of that, but I, I know what I'm looking for now. Mm. Um, and I was able to get an opportunity to work at the studio on Elm in Manchester. And that was the cat. It definitely catapulted my career because I was closer to family and friends that all the connections I've made throughout my life through sports and just growing up in the area, I yeah. was able to get a lot. It was way easier to get people to come see me. Um, and also social media, they were able to really teach me how to really up my social media game and post my openings. And I learned a lot of valuable things there. Um, I was there for about two, yeah, a little over two years. And I was able to really grow a lot there as a person and mm -hmm. a stylist. I was able to make the mistakes and learn from them and learn under stylists that um, had been doing it for a while. And it was more of the, the type of vibe that I was looking for at the time. So it was definitely a really awesome experience, learning experience. And I grew a lot and I love the type of person I am. I'm always growing. I'm always wanting to like get better in some way. So it was definitely awesome. It was a really vital part of my um, important stage in my career um, and my journey. So yeah. then I, then I kind of realized like, okay, I want to be my own boss. I've always been more of a self-directed person and I've always been a leader at heart. Um, yeah. I, I marched to the beat of my own drum. I've been told that a lot <laughs> throughout my life. Um, so I felt I like I, I grew a lot at the studio and, um, I loved being part of a team. And then I, and then I realized I kind of want to do my own thing. I want to answer to myself. I want to make my, I want to have the freedom to set my own schedule, set my own prices, um, decide if I want to take certain clients or not and what services I wanted to provide and products like everything I wanted to I wanted to be the one to make those decisions mm -hmm. and not have to ask anybody to do it so I realized that this was the next step in my journey and going out and becoming my own boss and I I became a booth renter and technically a small business owner in 
March of this year. And so how many months is that now? April, May, June, July. So I've, yeah, a little over four months I've been self-employed and it's been a really awesome journey and I've learned a lot so far. And I'm definitely um, super happy that I took that leap of faith at the time, even though it's yeah. scary. Um, actually, my old boss at my other salon always told me when you feel that uncomfortable feeling and it just, it, everything feels scary and you, there's so much unknown, you know, you're about to grow so much. And mm-hmm. I felt that way when I knew I, the universe just like pushes you when you <laughs> feel like when you know, you're ready for your next step, like you can deny it in your head as much as you want, but the universe will just push you and make you realize like, no, it's time. And you can either back away from it and be miserable, or you're going to take it head on and yeah. just roll with it. And I chose to, even though I was scared out of my mind and didn't have everything totally lined up. And as a planner, I, that's really hard for me to do. (laughs) I realized I have to go for it because like, I would regret it if I didn't. And I knew I would figure it out along the way and it wasn't going to be perfect. It wasn't going to be totally smooth sailing, but I was ready to take that challenge on of, and that adventure on of becoming my own boss and learning. Mm. And I've been so happy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, and I love the freedom that I yeah. have. <laughs> I love being a part of your, your journey and uh, helping you find that or uh, really enhance that happiness, not find it, but enhance it. Yeah. Um, I love how you say march to the beat of your own drum. One of the things with taking your power back, and uh, this is where I really want to kind of chat with the listeners and, and help the listeners understand that no matter what your journey is or where you are in your journey, you are on your journey, right? So Alice's journey is different from my journey. And so if you don't have that drive to march to the beat of your own drum and you prefer to march to several drums together or whatever your preference is, just find that power and within you where you feel comfortable and confident. Um, if you don't want, like entrepreneurs, we face some serious challenges day in and day out. Like we're all of the departments in one person and that's really tough and difficult. And if that's not a, a journey that you're willing or wanting to embark on, that's fine. There's no shame in that. There's no, there's no guilt in that. Like j- just figure out what, what makes you happy. So if, if you're happy working a nine to five job, as long as whatever job you're doing, you feel like you're having a bigger impact, which is creating that inspiration in you, then have at it. Right. Um, and then to speak to make mistakes and learn from them, right? That is a very uh, advanced way to kind of take, to look at challenges, like learning, okay, I'm going to make this mistake. Uh, I'm going to make this choice, but I know I'm going to have mistakes in it, but I'm still going to learn from those mistakes and keep going. Remember that that discomfort of that learning process is a normal evolution that we all go through. And so one of my biggest goals in sharing, having people come and share their story is to help people learn how to own their power and take back that power that they feel has either been taken from them or that they left somewhere, whatever the case may be. So um, thank you for sharing your story. I'm really excited to be able to uh, help people with owning their power. And it's really awesome to see that you have gotten that far um, in in feeling that confidence in yourself. Um, Really quickly before we go, how can people find you? Yes. So I'm very active on Instagram. So if you type in like on the screen right here, um, hair by Alex Ray on Instagram, um, I post a lot on Instagram. So that's probably the best way to contact me, but also on Facebook at hair by Alex Ray LLC, um, as well as email alexlaverio15 at gmail.com. Can you spell your last name, Alex? Yes. Alex 
L-A-V-E-R-R-I-E-R-E-1-5 at gmail.com. There we go. Love it. All right. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome.